What up, Bucks fans? We are back. It is Real Bucks Talk. I'm your host, Michael Plus. Join us always, my co-host, Mark Ramirez. And Mark, we're, we're back here on a Monday uh, talking Buccaneers football. They're about to get into uh, minicamp uh, tomorrow, and then they're off to to break before uh, before training camp. So it it doesn't seem like uh, football is that far away. I mean, we're only um, you know, a few months out, and then we're going to be back into pretty much the full-time grind. So it, it's uh, pretty exciting. Um, obviously, we're going to discuss the Keem Hicks signing. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, potentially uh, Rob Gronkowski coming back. It looks like yes. that that deal is going to get done. And uh, we're going to talk uh, more about Luke Kadecki or not Kadecki, get a key. Get a key. There you go. Get a key is the right way to say <laughs> it, as we've been pronouncing it wrong. So we've been made well known that uh, we, need to, <laughs> we need to say it. Uh, get a key is the right way to say it. And he even said it today uh, in his yeah. Twitter post. But before all that, uh, guys, welcome to our live stream. We appreciate the support. Be sure to give us a like, subscribe uh, if you haven't uh, yet. And uh, Mark, how, how are you doing? How are you feeling on this Monday? It's it's good to be back. I'm doing great. Um, yeah, it's always good to talk Buck football. That's one fun thing we can always do. Sometimes it's Monday. Sometimes it's random days throughout the week. I guess you guys have seen our new little format we're doing. Quick little videos just recapping everything and anything Buccaneers. It's something fun that we like to do, and I think you guys are responding well. Let us know if you like it. Give us a thumbs up if you do, or hit us up in the chat. Uh, we're having fun with it, but I mean, I feel like there's always news of, of Bucks football or just NFL in general. And it's kind of fun to go through all this, like the ups and downs roller coaster of the off season, of the season, of draft, of like just the drama of it. And it's it's an awesome kind of flow to go through it with everyone, not just me and you, it's everyone here that likes real Bucks talk and actually likes the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. And then Eric in there in the chat. What's up, Mike and Mark? Good evening. Good evening, Eric. Good to see yeah. you in the chat. Good to see you guys. Uh, yeah, we're we're live on uh, Bucks Report. Also, check us out on our Facebook group. Uh, and, you know, be sure to obviously go to the main source, which is our YouTube channel, uh, and, you know, check out all our latest content. We got more content uh, coming on the way. And, yeah, we're just trying to do some things a little, little bit different, uh, but it, it should be uh, a fun process as we get closer to the season. But I guess uh, let's let's start off with the bigger news, and that is Mr. Akeem Hicks. Let's talk about that edition. We we spoke a, a little bit about it with our film review and also our um, little uh, just instant reaction video, but it, it's a big move. I mean, I think you would agree this is the kind of move that we were looking for uh, to add to the front seven. Yeah, so the biggest thing to me is he's a better true pass rusher than Ndamukong Sue was. Although I am a huge fan of Ndamukong Sue. He was huge for our run support. He was huge for leadership, which I've went countless times talking about how big of a role he had in that. Like I feel like Golson took a huge step, not because of necessarily top bowls, but the leadership and just willpower of Indomitian Sue. He turned into a whole other, other person once he got on the roster. So I think he was huge. I know there's some outlets saying, oh, it's still possible we get Sue. I highly doubt it. If it does, might as well like, Give us the ring already because our defensive line will be insane. Like with the interior pass rush rotation of all four of those guys would be unreal. But let's see. I mean, we've said in the past 
there ain't no way Gronk's coming here. No way Tom Brady's coming here. Look what the hell happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you, you never can say never, especially when Tom Brady's your quarterback. Anyone and everyone wants to play with him. So let's see. But, I mean, let's see. Right here. Ben Paris said it here. What's up, guys? Is the new free agent pick means Sue's gone? And that's what we're kind of discussing. So I would wish not as a fan, but my logic says if Akeem Hicks just signed – 10 million, I put in quotes because it's not necessarily 10 million, incentive base up to 10 million. Uh, we'll talk about the contract later, but I just see him as a better pure pass rusher, three technique, can hit gaps. Literally, his awareness to read an def- offensive lineman is know where he's going to lean to and then jump into the gap that he's moving away from is insane. And it's just, you see it time after time when he's healthy, when he's healthy. He is an elite pass rusher and a guy that is a hell of a man to deal with. And if you put that next to Vita Vea, you get two double teams in the middle and then your outside guys are free rings or singled or getting chipped by a tight end only. So good luck against Shaq Barrett and JTS and outside. Right. And I, I think, you know, we when we went into the offseason, we talked about, you know, the Bucks' biggest weakness. And you mentioned this quite often. It's the four-man rush. How are they going to improve getting after the quarterback with three or, or four guys. Uh, so that, you know, adding a guy like Akeem Hicks who can win th- with interior pressure, that's the biggest thing they, they want, uh, you know, and obviously that was the goal. It's adding Logan Hall, and now you get Akeem Hicks to follow up that, and you add a rotation. Now, does that rule out Indomitian Sue coming back? I, I won't put it at 0%, but I, I would definitely say it's less than – probably 20 percent. it's probably a low number he returns because when you look at you know what he has been and i just don't see him taking uh a role where he would be you know not i guess not in the starting lineup there would be a rotation for him maybe he does at his age maybe he wants to stay here and just finish his career one more season but i'm leaning either he signs with someone else or he retires and you know right now he just uh He's had a pretty good offseason, you know, had two uh, twins, I believe, two, uh, two new kids. So, I mean, uh, I think, well, yeah, I think he had twins and then he got married. So he's had a busy offseason. So, um, you know, oh, he's expecting the twins they didn't come out yet. OK, OK, that's how. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. So. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't it wouldn't be uh, out of the question to, to see him come back. But I just don't feel like that's. Uh, you know, something's going to happen, especially with Logan Hall wanting to get in there, get snaps as well. Plus you have Nacho, who's a very dependable backup uh, and, and plus uh, William Goldston who can play everywhere. So, I mean, I, I like it. I like the addition of Keem Hicks. I think it upgrades what they've been needing and him pairing with Vita Vea. I think it's a good dynamic that really the Bucks just haven't had over the last couple of seasons. Yeah. But the only way I could see Sue coming back is if he truly just wants to be that rotational guy. Right. I mean, Hicks needs to be a rotational guy based off of his injuries the past few seasons. Vita Vea will not play every down. You just, you can't at that size, you can't ask a guy that big to go 60, 70 snaps. It's just not possible. He's going to go half of them. We're going to need that rotation. Does Sue say, okay, I'll take less just to do less on the field? Maybe. But I, like you said, I had Highly doubt it, but you never know. You never know. He really did like the system. He's coming off a great season. I would hope that would happen, but I'm not going to 
hold my breath on that one. But either way, Akeem Hicks, let's actually look up his numbers on what he actually did the past few seasons with, with Chicago, which was mm-hmm. pretty damn good. When healthy again. That, that air quotes, it's going to get obsessive. But, I mean, let's yeah. look at this. And during 16-game seasons, first game, first year with Chicago, seven sacks. 16 games. Second one, eight and a half sacks. 16 games. And then third one, seven and a half sacks. So he's very consistent in that number when he gets that 16-game schedule. In nine games last year, he had three and a half. So he's probably on the verge of getting around that seven, eight and a half area again. He just needs to stay on the field. I mean, Mm -hmm. when he's in there, he's a game wrecker. You have to occupy him with one, if not two guys at all times because his sheer size, look at this, 6'4", 335, you're Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And 32 years old, almost 33. So he's wanting it. He's chasing a championship. He's chasing after Tom Brady. I mean, the number is proofs in the pudding right there. I mean, give me an interior pass rusher next to Vita Vea that can win one-on-ones, and you you just got it. And I'm very happy he's on our team. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I, I think, you know, one thing that was brought to my attention when talking about the injury uh, situation with Akeem Hicks, um, you know, he's been on a team that has struggled. You know, Chicago, they haven't really uh, been very good. They've had, a, you know, some ups and downs seasons. I know they, they made the playoffs, I believe, um, a couple of years back. So they've been kind of like, you know, on the cusp or on the outside looking in. And, you know, the point was made that, you know, him coming to a winning culture now in, in Tampa, a team that's going to compete for a championship, you're usually a player, you know, their mindset is we can fight through these injuries to get on the field because, you know, the competition is so, um, you know, tense that you you have to fight for playing time. So I, I think with him being on this team, there's going to be that little extra mo- motivation to, you know, fight through maybe the little nagging injuries that he sat out before. But again, we'll just have to see. Depends on, you know, the player. But everything I've heard from Akeem Hicks, he's a team guy. He's a ultimate uh, leader and a really good player. So I don't think we're going to have any issues with him as far as fitting into this uh, locker room going forward. Yeah, and let's break down the, the cap situation again. So everyone's like, how the hell are we getting guys like this? Like $10 million, that's cap's crazy. Well, Hicks right now will account for just $2.39 million on the Bucks cap sheet this year. Um, let's see. And then they put some dead cap years on, on that as well. If Hicks does not agree to extension before the start of 2023 league year, Tebe will be tagged with at least $4.9 million in dead money. So there's loopholes. We have an amazing front office that can do this. They keep pushing it down the road, putting it on the credit card like a plus likes to say. But, I mean, this is it. I mean, a lot of people, some people like it, some people hate it. The win now, quote, it truly is. I mean, this could be, most certainly is, Tom Brady's us here. You're going all in. Um, I think this is a win now move, truly. I mean, it's only a one-year contract. With money down the years, I mean, if, Dare I say Brady does come back, but we'll see. Um, either way, great signing and the cap may be fake, but it's literally the way they did it in the contract. Like it, it looks good to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, they're gonna they're gonna put uh, you know as much as they can on that credit card and just continue, <laughs> you know, continue to um, you know put the best team forward and try to. Obviously, the goal is Super Bowl. I mean, we've 
that was our goal last year. We were, we were so close last year. We were, you know, one uh, drive away from getting that game into overtime and, and potentially winning, um, you know, defeating the eventual Super Bowl champions. So this team is is right there. We come back with pretty much the same roster. We, I think we made a couple upgrades to the team as well. I think we got more physical and we got faster up front on defense, which is really good for the signing with the signing of Akeem Hicks and then also adding Logan Halls, who so far is really impressing uh, everyone at, uh, you know, the Buccaneers headquarters. So that is really good to see um, that these guys are coming in and, and learning pretty quickly as young, young players. Uh, but yeah, I got, got to be excited about the Akeem Hicks uh, deal. Yeah. So I'm trying to bring up this clip of him versus Drew Brees in that wild card game a few years ago. Just the guy's an animal. I mean, that's all that's all I can say. So just hearing him in the background, let's bring this up. Here we go. You know I want to get you know I want to I like this type of party. <laughs> I'm coming for you. It's a dog right there. <laughs> Oh, I just that's that's good stuff. I mean, either way, that mm-hmm. I want to hear that type of stuff mic'd up. I mean, Vita V is not much of a talker. This man can talk. I love it. Yeah, I mean, we got uh Niner by Nature 88 in here, and we appreciate the support. This is a 49ers fan, and it looks like he actually played with Akeem Hicks at Sacramento City College. That's pretty cool. Um, so he's a good dude, goofy as hell, though. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that makes sense in, in the video. So that just shows that he loves to have fun, and he really enjoys uh, the game. Uh, and yeah, I can't wait to see him, you know, get after – uh, whoever the Saints quarterback is, I guess that'd be Jameis this year. And then, oh, you yeah, just getting after um, all the quarterbacks in the NFC South, um, whoever's going to be Carolina's QB and then Atlanta as well. So, yeah, he's got he's got that uh, just upbeat personality. And, you know, Chris uh, Vasquez makes a good point here. Reminds me a lot of Warren Sapp. That's I mean, that's high praise, but maybe personality wise, he's he's talking about there. Um, yeah, I could see that. He's definitely. He's got that dog mentality that, you know, he wants to get after and make people uh, make people pay. That's for sure. Oh, one more piece that I missed. I mean, he got a sack on Drew Brees. This is beautiful. Watch this. Oh. <laughs> hey. Hey. Drew, I want to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear it from you. Okay. Well, it wasn't a sack, but either way, drill him, drill him to the ground. If that was in a Tampa Bay Buccaneer uniform, probably would have been a flag immediately. Mm-hmm. Like anytime we touched Drew Brees in the past, it was a flag, but he's out of the league. Let's keep going. Uh, either way, I mean, we talked it all up of Keem Hicks. Ultimately, better pass rusher than Sue. If Sue comes back, great, but this guy is an animal. Interior will be much better, especially if you can rotate him with um, – with Hall mm-hmm. and William Golson, I'll take I'll take my chances with that. But either way, you're getting the interior that much stronger so that your outside rushers can get to the quarterback way faster. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and guys, if you haven't yet, be sure to uh, go to our YouTube channel, check out our Akeem Hicks videos. We got two of them up. Uh, one is just our you know instant reaction. Then we also have a film review uh, that you know breaks it down a little bit better as far as how he. Uh, goes about his business in attacking upfield with interior. And you'll also, he'll show you that he's a very smart player. I think that's the biggest uh, takeaway that we saw is that he's just very sound in his technique, uh, very aware of where he needs to be on the field at all times. So I think Bucks fans are going to be really happy with him. And I think he's going to become pretty much an easy fan favorite uh, to begin uh, his Buccaneer career. Yeah, and that's actually... Go from Hicks over to Luke Gedeke. Let's make sure we pronounce this correctly, and right. let's set him say it for himself. Luke, you, what's your you what's your name? Know, uh, put the what's up, Bucks fans. This is Luke Gedeke here. Uh, there just he want to let you you guys know. Uh, put the pen to paper today, and it's official. Officially, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer, and hopefully you're gonna help uh, Bucks bring home another Super Bowl. Go Bucks! What's up, Bucks like fans? Like it, Luke. So get a key, guys. Get a clue and get a key. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As we've been, as I've been saying, uh, Gadecki, it is not Gadecki. It's going to be get a key, uh, is how you say it. And uh, I'm glad he came out with that, with that uh, video. And good job by the Bucks to get that, that pronunciation right because we want to be right. You know, we always want to make sure professional and make sure we're correct. Um, so shout out to Steve Casper who has. <laughs> got on us on youtube about it and uh we appreciate him and yeah we definitely want to uh be correct and yeah niner by nature sorry oh, oh. <laughs> there we go he got it right um yeah pretty much that's how you that's how you pronounce it um so and uh also showing us love on our film breakdowns appreciate it um, <laughs> yes yeah and we got much more I, i'm sure you've seen our uh you know, college breakdowns. We're going to try to get more of those out earlier in the year uh, before the draft. And then also our new formats where we're just going to have more, you know, shorter videos. I know you guys like that. It seems like you guys like that much more than what we've been doing in the past. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun just getting more content out for you guys and really um, just more interaction. And that's what we're trying to create here. Yeah. Because it's, it's great to do these one hour ones that we try and do like, every so often every monday during the season they're every usually every monday we may be changing that format too so stay on the lookout for that mm. but i mean it's just the more we can communicate with you guys to hear your feedback the better we can get and find things that you guys want us to look at i mean these film studies are great but it's also breaking down situational things like what's going on in each room and that's kind of fun for us to kind of go through uh but here's a big point here pink ranger is my wife says the edge rush is a big problem. No team is scared of our pass rushers. So this is a big issue, and this is something we've been talking about. I'm glad they brought this up. So I can understand how getting your interior pass rush will help out your edge rushers. Yes, 100% agree with that. Good to go with that. I mean, this was going to help out everything. It's going to help get the load off feet of Vea. It's going to help getting people away from Devin White so he can fly down those A-gaps and make – trouble for anyone that's holding a ball whether it's a running back or a quarterback but it's also going to give one-on-ones to the outside so you give that much pressure and attention to the interior the outside edge guys they they may be lucky to get one guy if it's a tight end or an offensive lineman because there's going to be so much attention to 
350, 6'5, 6'4, and then 6'5, 330, mm-hmm. Akeem Hicks. So you just can't single up these guys. So you have to give two or if not a nudge and then go back over to the outside. So take your pick of pick your poison. And because yeah. Sue was just mainly power. He didn't really win with a quickness. He would just bulldoze you backwards. Sometimes people can just hold up for just amount of time. If you quickly win in a gap, it's over. I mean, and you need to give that attention to guys like Hicks. Uh, Aaron Donald's is a, a game record. I mean, that you can't time for that. Mm-hmm. Hicks is just different as in a guy that big shouldn't move that quick. So, yeah. but to his credit, we lost JPP. Are we mm-hmm. going to fill a void of that? Are we going to look for, say, a Trey Flowers or some other option? I don't know. I mean, the free agency is still open and running. So what is your take on that? Well, when I when I look at our edge rushers, you know, obviously Shaq Barrett is still one of the best pass rushers in in this game, in my opinion. When you look at the the numbers, the advanced uh, student <clears throat> stats, like I mean, he gets a lot of pressures. He gets a lot of uh, he affects the game. He gets a lot of QB hur- hurries. He had ten sacks last year. Um, obviously, there was more plays for him out there to be made. He missed a you know a few here and there. But the guy's really consistent. I think he is going to be even better, like you said, because of what we've added. You know, with Logan Hall and Akeem Hicks now in the interior, that's going to help him get more one-on-one opportunities. He's going to be coming or going up against the left tackle this year because they're going to put JTS at the right tackle going up against um, that that opposition so i think that's going to benefit both of them you know jts on a right tackle i think it's a mismatch for him his ability to get off with speed and uh you know get around the corner so both of those guys i think are going to take steps up obviously jts needs to because he's going to be a starter now as far as the backups you know anthony nelson i thought was fine last year as a rotational player um you know obviously you you would like to have him as that rotational guy you don't want to see him come into the starting lineup but I, I feel comfortable with those three. I think those guys are good enough. Obviously, I would like them to add another one if they can, but just have to wait and see. There's options out there, though, uh, as we get closer to the season. Yeah, I mean, does we always say, that do these guys take a step forward, take a step forward? I mean, you hope that happens. Right. Like you always hope and expect it. If you're a pro, you should be able to work on something mm-hmm. every, every offseason to improve. But so is the other team. I mean, it's not like it's only our guys and we should expect better, better, better. Yeah, but sometimes people will kind of hit a ceiling. Mm-hmm. Is Anthony Nelson at that point yet? We don't know. I mean, if he can be what Carl Nassib was for a few years ago, I'm 100% with that. I mean, the length, the ability to drive people back, it's all there. I mean, they're very similar in every which way. And they even made him go and cover space at times. And he didn't do that bad doing it. So. I like Anthony Nelson a lot. Is he have a ceiling? Most likely, but I don't know what it is just yet. I mean, if he doesn't prove again, holy hell, this defensive line is going to be insane because he can be used in so many ways too. I like how they can be multiple with damn near everyone on their line besides Shaq Barrett, pretty much only one. Hmm. But, I mean, I do want one more guy to fill that void of JPP so you can get a rotation of outside edge rushers because if you make Shaq and JTS just go all day, you're going to ask for an injury. I don't care how young and good that JTS is looking in camp right now. I mean, you can only go so long 
bulldozing against 300 pounders snap after snap. Mm-hmm. And you hopefully it's, you're off the field quickly, but you never know. I mean, this is a, a man's game. Injuries are part of it. That's just the name of the game. So I yeah. hopefully we can get a rotation. It's not just the interior it's outside that needs it too. Money, it is it's a difficult thing to work with, but I mean, some veterans that want to be on a winning team will will find a way. And I think it's just that one little rotational piece. We, we, the starters are already set. That's not a set in stone, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. And, you know, JTS and Shaq are going to play a lot. Uh, they're going to get majority of the snaps there at outside linebacker. That's how they did it with, you know, JPP and Shaq before. Uh, but again, you're asking JTS to make that ramp up and, and play and level, and he's going to have to be consistent. Um, you know, for I, I would say well, it'll be interesting to see how they uh, play it out as far as who gets uh, you know majority of the snaps in that rotation. If Nelson is subbing with um, JTS a lot early on in the year, or how that's going to you know break down, but. I, I like the group they have. I think Cam Gill is another one that, you know, could step up into a, a rotational role. He's shown some promise as a pass rusher. Um, and then they also really high on this Anthony. Um, I forgot his last name. Uh, the oh. seventh round pick. Um, it's got an awesome name too. It's like two first names. It almost seems like. Yeah. Help us out in the chat. I just forgot his name. I don't know why. Um, moron. <laughs> but I forget too. Yeah, the kid there with you. The kid out of LSU, um, you know, they're high on him. He's he's done some good things so far. They they feel he's going to be ready for for training camp. So Andre Anthony, there we go. Andre Anthony. I had the last name as the first name, but yeah, Andre Anthony. Uh, they're they're excited about him too. So we'll just have to wait and see. But you know, free agency, like you said, is always fluid. The roster is always moving. So there could be options come down you know, into training camp or right before the season where they feel they have to make a move and, you know, maybe they do that. You know, Leonard Fournette was a, yeah. a mid-season addition or early season addition. So right there's moment. always, yeah, <laughs> there's always, uh, you know, there's always time to make moves. Guys get cut as well. You know, you can make additions that way. All right. So you mentioned that we actually made a video on this. It's our last video we did, like the recap of the running back room. So if you guys want to check that out, click that Bam, right there. We break down the whole depth chart of the running backs. What do we have? What? How do we see it happening? But let's break it down a little bit more here for everyone to kind of talk about it because Ben Parrish had a question earlier. And the new running back, like how is he going for the starting position? Like is he going for the starting position? Yeah, um, talk, talking but, about Rashad, yeah, Rashad White yeah. Uh, out of Arizona State. I, You know, I, I think he's got an opportunity to – probably be the the top backup to Leonard Fournette. I think Leonard Fournette's going to be your starter. Um, but you would like to see Rashad White put, push, you know, Leonard for that that backup role and, and be a guy that they can use on third downs or in passing situations because he is a, a weapon as, as far as catching the football and, and being effective in, in that sense. Uh, the thing with him is just how quickly can he adjust uh, his pass protection skills and you know, can he be reliable in that sense um, and be reliable in the playbook? And, you know, how fast can he adjust? Yeah, but that's the one good thing of all these draft picks. All of them have a good head on their shoulders. All of them seem very mature for their age. Yep. A lot of them have kids. 
I think that raises your maturity as well, big time. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I think you said it best. Like we mentioned it in that that review, like or the that last video. You you need to grasp that playbook. You need to make an influence in practice because during the game, the game should be slower than what you did in practice. They should be practicing every situation a lot harder so that the game comes easy. I mean, it's going to be telling. The, this training camp and this preseason is going to be huge for him because Keyshawn Vaughn's had two years to go through this system. I mean, is it his time to shine or is it Rashad White's time? Mm. It's going to be tough to kind of let all that sink in and know second nature, I have to be here, not thinking on the go. And that's, yeah, as he gets production, if his pass catching is that damn good and he gets a continuity with Brady, he's going to be on the field. I mean, look what Leonard, Leonard Fournette. Literally, he's not the best runner, but when he does, when he's in the open field, he looks great. But that continuity he has with Brady, the trust he has with Brady, it's unmatched. And Brady, literally, I'm going to go to you. I'm going to you. Mm. That's his outlet. So that's why he's on the field probably 90% of the time. Rojo didn't have that. We discussed that in that review. So, I mean, Rashad White is going to have opportunities. Let's see who wins it, Keyshawn Vaughn or him. It's going to be a fun, exciting training camp battle. Let's put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good group. And, you know, Gio Bernard, I think, can have a bounce back year or I shouldn't say bounce back, but just a more uh, decisive role for him. I think he'll get utilized a little bit better. Uh, So I like the four running backs that they do have. I think it's a good mix, a good dynamic. Uh, Everyone can kind of do or they all they both have like their own strengths. Like, you know, Keyshawn is, I think, a pretty good runner inside the tackles. And then you look at uh, Rashad White, where he likes to get outside, use his speed and do some different things. He can make you miss. Gio Bernard, kind of the same thing, shifty back, uh, you know, that can be effective. And then uh, Leonard, like Mark said, when he gets out in space, man, he can just run people over or he can, you know, get around you. Uh, he has different ways of, of being effective. So, yeah, I like the group. And I think, you know, adding guys like uh, Luke Gittiki, uh, signing him and then, you know, pretty much signing almost all the draft picks. I think five of the eight draft picks are already signed. So we got a couple more left uh, to get their contracts. But adding physical players, Shaq Mason. I don't think we've talked about Shaq Mason enough, um, especially on this podcast or just around like Bucks media in general. I don't think they've mentioned him enough. I think that impact he's going to have is going to be very huge for this team. Uh, he's a really good, he's a really good player. So it, it's going to be fun to watch him and him and Tristan Wirfs on the same side. I mean, that's going to be pretty dynamic uh, for this offense. He's not a big personality, but he plays big because he's not even that big. He's like six foot, six foot one. Yeah. 300 pounds. He's not the biggest guy in, in, the, in the room at all. And you're surrounded by Dominic Smith and Tristan Wirfs. Jensen as well, almost six, six over there. But the thing is, he does everything correct. He's just consistent. And Brady knows him, familiar with him. Really damn good guy. If you look at any rating system, he's usually near the top of the guards in the entire NFL. Great run blocker. Another reason why we think the running game should be improved this year, not along with the tight ends they drafted. And hopefully, speaking of tight ends, hopefully they bring back Mr. Gronkowski, let's talk about him as well. Rob Gronkowski rumors, yeah. looks optimistic. Tight end will sign contract before camp. So 
huge addition. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all expect it, but it's not set in stone until it's set in stone. So what do you think about this optimism? Optimism. Yeah, I think it's I think it was the plan all along. I mean, you know, Gronk was just going to pretty much take his time with this and he doesn't need to be at OTAs. He doesn't need to be at, you know, mini camps and all that stuff. Like I, I think he was planning this. He was going to be in shape. He was going to, you know, be ready once training camp begins. And, you know, and I think that's good for the Bucks. They, they knew that Gronk is going to require a significant amount of money and, you know, make sure your roster is pretty much set before you sign him as the last piece. And I, I think that's how they, they see it. And I think Gronk, Gronk sees it the same way. And obviously he wanted to make Tom Brady sweat a little bit uh, since, you know, Tom did the early retirement and then came back. And, um, but I mean, we've seen Gronk in the past talk about it. He's like, I'm going to be a Buccaneer if I do come back. And I feel like he wants to give it one more go with his uh, good friend and, and Tom and see what they can do. I don't see why not. I mean, yeah. the guy's still a young man. Uh in hell of a good shape. He's still in the Tampa area. Supposedly he's in, uh, what is it? Channel side or mm-hmm. Bay shore all the time. Just walking his dog, having fun, doing his thing. He was just catching balls in Yankee, the single a Yankee stadium over here that we have with Tom Brady hitting balls. I mean, he's, he's here. Might as well just put pen to paper. Let's make sure you're here for one more year at least. And let's make a run because I mean, Looking at the offensive firehouse or firepower we're going to be able to provide, insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't really have to upgrade, and you did. Uh, Russell Gage is going to be a huge addition. If you bring Gronk with the room that you have, look out. I mean, it's Brady will have his choice. I mean, I know Ellie Marpet leaving is a big deal, but you're going to have a competition for left guard, but you upgraded your right guard. So yeah. you shifted the other way. Have you guys have you guys seen Ali Marpet? Guy, he, he's uh, not this way, but this way. <laughs> yeah, he's he's swelled up, man. He's he's he got that uh, O line weight off of him real fast. And I, I guess that's how it goes with all offensive linemen once they retire. Um, yeah, I mean he he's looking good, and I'm I'm happy for him. He looks like he's having a great time. So that's uh, that's pretty cool to see. Yeah. So actually, I want to talk more on that about the additions because Ben. Parish up here was talking about it. Where it is? Here we go. Mm-hmm. So definitely curious to see what the receivers are going to light it up in camp. Excited to see the gauge addition. Yes. Um, so let's talk a little bit of that. That's probably going to be our next video, the wide receivers. Um, I guess who are you excited to see and how much is gauge going to be, I guess, an influence on this offense? I think gauge is going to be, I mean, we talked about it before as how Russell is going to bring that element that, the Bucks wanted to have with Antonio Brown, but Russell just brings no nonsense. He does. He doesn't bring that, that drama diva attitude. He comes in and works hard and he's going to, you know, be very productive. And I think Tom Brady's going to love him instantly. I think that's going to be a connection that we'll see early and often. Um, especially we don't know if Chris Godwin's going to be, a hundred percent by the start of the season. It seems like he's on, on a course to, to make the season opener. I've, I've heard um, from Cyril Grayson that, you know, he's on track. Uh, So that's good news, but yeah, Russell, I think is going to be a huge player for this offense and how he can be utilized. And really he can, 
he's pretty much a really damn good number two receiver. Like, and you're putting him as your slot guy now, and he has opportunities to play outside or inside. And I think with him and, and Chris and Mike, it's a dynamic trio where all guys can play pretty much anywhere you want them. So I, I think that would be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, again, we have videos of everyone pretty much. If they're a Buccaneer, we're going to have a video out within a week of who and what they what they bring to the team. But Russell Gage can be a Swiss Army knife. Literally, like Plus said, Antonio Brown type without the attitude. He's trying to make a big influence on the league and show his worth. He got a big contract. Let's see it. Hmm. $10 million a year. Okay. Show me with Tom Brady, the best quarterback there is. What can you do? And Matt Ryan trusted him. He got used in the backfield, end rounds, deep, short, intermediate, anywhere you think about it, he was used and succeeded. He can make people look silly when carding him because he's just so shifty. So Mm. he can do the little screens, the wide receiver screens. He can do just about anything you want. And, yeah, I think that's a guy that Brady's going to like. Dependable. Yeah. An athlete for his size, too. He's only like six foot maybe 200 pounds but mm-hmm. the guy can get up and he just he just up. gets he gets open yeah, yeah he just gets open and i think that's the biggest thing like he just finds ways to get open and even if he's not open he can make contested catches which makes him very hard to defend like he's just very sure-handed mm-hmm. with the football uh and he's just a very smart player at at that so yeah i think it's just an, again another typical buccaneer edition i i think he's still pretty young still right i think he's what under 28 years old like not too uh you know not too seasoned yet but he's got that experience where you know he can definitely make an impact and yeah the receiver room you know that's one we're going to talk about um, Six foot by 190 yeah, 26, tw- years old. 26 years old i mean right in his prime so when you look at it from that standpoint, four really good years with Atlanta, and he got better each each season. So, and you look at all those catches, and you look at the catches, uh, yeah, the catches per targets as well. So that means he's pretty sure-handed, um, and he does a good job of of just making the plays that come to him. But this this receiver room is just very strong, and I think you're going to see some guys make comebacks that. You know, obviously, weren't talked enough about last year. I, I think Scotty Miller is going to be. I think he's going to have an impact. Um, Brashad Perriman, Cyril Grayson, and then you have Tyler Johnson, Jalen Darden. There's a lot of guys in that room that I, I think could any any of those guys I think could step up and, and be productive. What's crazy though is you hear these names that were in the rookie camp and the, these little voluntary camps like Jareth Stearns and Devin Tompkins, shorter guys with speed, shifty, play bigger than they are. They're really short, 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, but then you have our returning cast. Mm-hmm. We're all good in, in their own sense. They just need to stay away from injury, like Scotty Miller. Rashard Perriman when, was asked and not injured. He produced. I mean, everyone remembers the Bills winning touchdown. Uh, Jalen Darden, what does he do his second year? Does he improve? Does he take a step forward? He already looks bigger. And, and practices so as he matured his body is he getting the playbook better is he going to play more based off of reaction instead of thinking let's see i mean they traded up for this guy they're going to see if he can fill a void fill a role Cyril grayson when he had his opportunity dude lit it up and 
it's just there's so many options. It's kind of hard to say, oh, we need somebody. We need somebody in the wide receiver room. That's why we couldn't believe that people kept saying we need another receiver. Why? Why draft one when you you had all this prior to the draft? You had all this. Yeah. Like I, I just didn't understand it necessarily. And then you get these young guys here, speed demons. I mean, I think this wide receiver room is loaded. It's been loaded. And then you added some key like deep threats. Say if Cyril Grayson does get hurt and you need a guy, Devin Tompkins or Stearns, that can kind of blow top off a of defense. We'll see. It's going to be a fun preseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait for preseason. Uh, you know, obviously we we talked about the quarterbacks over the weekend as well with you know Kyle Trask and, and Blaine Gabbert, who's going to be the number two. Tom Brady, yes. Uh, Andrew, uh, Tom Brady will be uh, <laughs> at the mini camp uh, tomorrow. I know there's a lot of talk about Tom Brady and his uh, underwear thing uh, on Twitter oh, today. <laughs> I mean, Giselle, yeah, Giselle, yeah, Giselle got him so. Um, obviously Tom Brady is the total package. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no as, yeah, no pun intended, but, uh, yeah, Tom, Tom will be there tomorrow. Um, yeah, pretty much it should be full attendance. I'm expecting, uh, especially with new head coach Todd Bowles in, in the building, even though he's not new, but still you want to make that good impression. So probably expect a hundred percent. Uh, so that'll be nice to see. And, uh, yeah, the receiver room. Uh, it, it's just going to be fun to watch. Uh, I think you're going to have a lot of interesting battles. Jalen Darden is one guy I'm, I'm looking at. Like, can he, you know, take that next step from last year? It just seemed like the game was just too fast for him, and hopefully, he makes that adjustment. And I would love to see him win the return job and and really be productive at it. And I thought he showed flashes where he had good returns, but can we see that consistency uh, going forward? Yeah, he. He did play scared at times, big time play scared. Like the speed of the game was a little too fast for him. Mm-hmm. And he's a speed shifty type of player. So, but look at the level of play he went from. That's why it's kind of scary. Like, yeah, we always draft these smaller school offensive linemen and somehow they do so well, like immediately. Yeah. People think every position should do that. It's a little harder. Jalen Darden didn't really get much playing time. Didn't get much continuity with the with the quarterbacks. He started so low that he, he was with Ryan Griffin, Kyle Trask, Blaine Gabbert. Oh, then you throw him in there with Tom Brady. That's kind of hard to get the the timing down and everything. And then Brady doesn't take any mistakes. <laughs> Make yeah. one mistake and you're a rookie, you're getting the hell off. So that's why Rashad White, again, another situation where you better not mess up because he's not going to have it. <laughs> you may not get the ball back again if you mess it up. So, I mean, maybe that – the game is starting to slow down for him. Playbook's under him. Body's right. He Maybe he's going to improve. Well, you don't know. No one mm-hmm. knows. But that's why training camp and preseason is going to be huge for him. I, and again, wide receiver room is loaded. How many make the roster? Yeah. A lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think there's a good chance they <laughs> – Yeah, I think there's a good chance they keep, you know, six or seven guys at receiver. Um and it'll be, again, it's just an interesting dynamic because Tyler Johnson's another one that can he take his game to another level that, you know, he showed, again, another guy that's shown flashes, but he just hasn't really been consistent with his, you know, getting open as far as route running and then catching the football. He's the one that drops balls. Yeah, so catching the football and just, 
you know, being on the field as well, being in game shape, being mentally ready, being at the right spots, all those things. And again, these guys are still very young, though. They're still young players. I mean, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, only in what, third, fourth years coming up. So, you know, I just hope you see that improvement and hopefully they take the next step. And then you have guys like Cyril Grayson, who's a late bloomer. You know, he's like 28 years old, I believe. And, you know, just came out of nowhere and, and really took, uh, you know, those last couple of weeks by storm. Yeah. I mean, Chris Schmidt here saying, could Scooby-Doo get traded or cut? <laughs> I mean, I doubt it based on his ability on special teams too, continuity on the offense traded possibly, but I still think they could push comes to shove. They would probably keep Darden on the practice squad and see if he would get picked up or not. But Scotty just has value in a lot of places. He can be a gunner. He, he showed he recovered a fumble in that uh, Eagles playoff game. He can just, he can be an, a makeshift returner if Jalen Darden doesn't pay now. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know if Scotty would ever get traded or cut. I'm more thinking of him as Tom Brady's deep threat. Again, a healthy t- Scotty Miller would be insane for this offense. I know Brashard Perriman may be above him in some people's eyes, but my opinion, that, that connection was so insane. His first year, Tom Brady's first year here. Let's see if that connection can come back again. I mean, that would be lights out, and then you got Russell Gage in the slot beating one-on-ones. Mike Emmons getting his usual double teams, and Chris Godwin, Godwin everywhere. Like it, mm-hmm. It's difficult to cover, and then you have Gronk just manning anyone up and winning. So... Take your pick, pick your poison. Like I said earlier, it's it should be a fun offense to watch, especially Tom Brady's third year in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. Tom Brady's third year in the offense, and obviously, uh, continuity is a big thing, and they're going to have a lot of that. So that's good up front. You're going to be pretty much solid. You know, obviously the left guard position with uh, Luke Gittiki and Aaron <laughs> Stinney. Um, you know, that's going to be a great battle uh, to see. Maybe Robert Hainsey enters the picture, but I, I feel like they want to keep him as the uh, reserve uh, backup center. Um, you know, they're kind of grooming him to, to be that heir apparent to uh, Ryan Jensen, it, it seems like. So, um, but yeah, a lot of interesting battles, but yeah, receiver, we can't wait to talk about that. That's probably gonna be our next video coming out um, here later in the week. And then we'll get into you know, tight ends, offensive line, and then finally get into the defense. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of things to discuss, but uh, can't wait uh, as the season gets closer and closer. It seems day by day as we um, get going here. It, this is exciting for us. I don't know if you guys see it or hear it in our voices, but I mean, the, the day I think I just saw, um, I don't know if it was on Twitter or somewhere, where it's like a hundred day countdown to kickoff. 100 days we're under 100 days right now yeah it's crazy to me i mean yep. so like right around the corner but uh andrew also said plus the tight ends considering how many wide receivers should make it and then we just drafted two tight ends those two tight ends make it including cambry and gronkowski if we sign him back too i mean that's four tight ends in the room yeah i mean you, you gotta think those yeah you gotta think those four tight ends make the team um, especially with the special teams factor, because Coquif is going to be a core special teamer, uh, and then Kate mm-hmm. Auden is going to be on special teams as well, probably. So those two playing special teams, I think, is going to be big for them. 
Um, and also, you know, how many of our receivers are going to play special teams? You know, Scotty had to start playing special teams because that was way for him to get on the field. Uh, yeah. Tyler Johnson, same thing. He started playing special teams. Um, so yeah, you just have to, that's really what it comes down to. How many guys are going to play special teams and, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a heavy group, uh, at receiver and, and tight end. Again, this is something we said a couple of years ago or last year and the year before. It's a deep team, so it's going to be hard to keep everyone. Yeah, like uh, Chris Schmidt was saying, could he get cut? Scott, I mean, it's possible. I don't think it is likely, but it is possible. I mean, mm-hmm. I wouldn't like it whatsoever. But, I mean, how deep the team is. Like so, Some of these guys are going to be, try to be put on the practice squad and get taken up. I mean, you hope that doesn't happen, but that's the way of the game. You can't just herd every good player on one team. First of all, you can't afford it. Second yeah. of all, it's just not possible. But, I mean, because if you keep that many wide receivers and tight ends, how many defensive players are you going to have to rotate in and out? We are just talking about the rotations of keeping these guys healthy. you got to keep balance on both sides of the ball. So mm-hmm. it's a good problem to have, but it's a problem nonetheless. So, yeah. I mean, you look at it, you know, is, is this the year they only keep, you know, three running backs? Uh, do you cut, you know, one of that that group that you have on your team now? Um, you know, tight ends, uh, yeah, four or three offensive tackles, you know, it, it all it all comes into, uh, you know, how you want to play it. How does the roster break down and how does, how does your special teams look? Because really that's what your main backups are going to be. And you got to have the right numbers, you know, you got to have the right n- amount of linebackers and you want to make sure you're not too slow out there. You got to make sure you're fast enough. So, um, Speaking of, like you just said, mm-hmm. like, offensive line, I mean, I know we signed, signed Fred Johnson to be another tackle, but I mean, the ability that Robert Hainsey has to play multiple positions matters who wins that left guard position. If, Robert Hainsey's your backup. He can play center and both guards. Right. Like that's very valuable and something you you would want to have in your back pocket. So you don't have to carry two guards as a backup. Mm-hmm. And pushing your luck, but still, like that's a way to kind of occupy space. Like a guy that can play three positions as your backup, that's pretty damn good. I mean, Fred Johnson and Josh Josh Wells are gonna compete for that backup tackle spot. If not mm-hmm. both, because Coquif could probably be that secondary uh, or sixth lineman mm-hmm. that we use so many times. Either Josh Wells out there. What if you don't necessarily need Josh Wells out there to block? You can actually have a pass blocking tight end out there. Yeah, and that would make sense for for his um, argument to make the team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's all about in this league. It's how much can you do. Um, so. If you can be more versatile, if you can be more effective, you know you have a better chance of making the roster. But it, it uh, definitely excited to you know see how uh, this mini camp goes and who we hear from, and obviously the news and notes uh, that come out of it. That'll be um, exciting to see. And you know, obviously, once we get into training camp, which is going to be late July, um, we're hoping uh, to see a couple practices. Uh, so that that should be fun, and obviously. Um, you know, gather some more insights on how they're lining up certain players, how many, you know, what kind of packages are they using? You know, Todd Bowles has talked about uh, utilizing some new things on defense, some new scheme things. Obviously, offense is going to be slightly tweaked, uh, but still, it's still going to be a passing team. And, 
it should be uh should be exciting. I'm excited. I'm ready for this season. I wish it started tomorrow, but we can't rush the process. We have to take it day by day and you got to trust it and you got to enjoy it. And you know, that's what we're doing here on real bucks talk and just can't wait to give you guys more videos as we get uh, geared up here. So it should be a lot of fun. As Kyle Trask says, keep stacking the days. Yep. Keep stacking them. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Trask looks really good. That's probably the most, that's probably the player I want to see the most. And yeah, I, I think a lot of Bucks fans would agree, like just seeing him and see how his progression has come from last year to this year, how much more comfortable is he going to be? And you would like to see him earn some reps with the second team and see what he can do with some a little bit more talent around him. Uh, that should be uh, just awesome to see, and I can't wait. Yeah, is the mental processing better? Is it quicker decision-making? Is it delivery faster, even though it does look like it and is – his film on these highlight videos um his body looks more in shape it looks like he got the baby fat off yeah i mean he's taking it serious he, when i love when they ask him a question uh what do you think of tom brady coming back he didn't even mention brady he's like he did what he wanted to do but i'm here getting ready i'm here preparing for my time i love the answer and like because i hate that they always ask everyone brady are you gonna do it for brady you're gonna do, like no i'm gonna do it for myself because i want to win too uh, mm -hmm. media is just pushing the Brady narrative, but again, this is a team game. I guarantee Brady's the same way. Like push it off. Just who the hell cares? These guys want to win because they, they're winners. They're competitive. It's not just for somebody else. It's for them, mm -hmm. to, for the whole team in, in its entire entirety. So it's just funny to, to hear every media member ask that question and then to have him with a mature answer saying, I'm, I'm here getting ready for my time too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it just shows he's got the right mindset, the right attitude. Um, and yeah, I mean, it. it's going to be interesting to see how he uh, progresses and what what comes of life after Brady and if he's going to be that main guy. You just hope he gets that opportunity. I, I think he will. Uh, but again, that's in, that's down the road. We don't have to worry about that as of now. <laughs> main, main thing is just him just continuing to get better. I think that's the biggest focus for him. But yeah, a lot of guys I'm very interested in watching. You know, obviously the rookie class is always something to to focus on and how they do. Um, you know, certain young players do they take the next step? JTS, Sean Murphy, Bunting, Jamel Dean, do they continue to get better? Devin White, does he become more consistent in the fact that he might be asked less of him, like as far as less to do on the field? Can they just utilize him in a more simple role? and let him be the guy that he was in 2020. Uh, you know, that'll be interesting. So, yeah, a lot of stuff to uh, keep our eyes on. Or one rookie that no one's really talking about because he didn't really have a full season last year, Kate Otten. He's yeah. going to probably try and slide into that O.J. Howard role. I mean, O.J., before he got hurt, was doing pretty good in that, that role. I mean, does Kate Otten kind of slide in there, be a good blocker, and then somehow start catching the ball? Like, We'll see. I mean, Cameron Bray isn't the best blocker. We all know that, but he's a really good pass catcher, and he can be used in different different ways. So, yeah. Keaton's going to see the field. I mean, he was a fourth-round pick. It's not that low of a pick. It's not that high of a pick either, but I think he can be used and valuable with a Tom Brady who likes bigger tight ends, big option. I mean, again, does he get the playbook? He seems smart, very mature player. We'll see. 
but that's mm-hmm. another one to keep an eye on. A lot of guys keep an eye on this on this damn team. So <laughs> it'll be a fun year, I think. A really fun year. Right. And let's get to a question here by Edward. Uh, this is a good one. I, I think it's going to stay the same. He's talking yeah. about the number of practice squad players. Uh, I think they've already made it official that they're going to keep it how it has been over the last couple of seasons, uh, where you have more versatility. You can bring guys up and uh, protect players and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that should be a good thing. Um, and exactly. we, it's not over either. I feel yeah. like it's just not necessarily just because it's not over, but people were like, like literally the NFL is going to be slow in doing it. They're not going to just literally be like, okay, go at it. I mean, there's still people wearing masks all over the place. Which yeah. isn't, I know it's getting annoying, very annoying. I hate it too, but I mean, it's going to be at least one more year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta play it safe and you gotta be, you know, they want to protect their players and yeah. um, you know, that's what, that's what they're going to focus on. Um, but also one last thing before we roll out of here, haven't really talked about it, but the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is this special teams getting better, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I look at the punter that we drafted, another, you know, fourth yeah. round pick he's got, you know, he's got a lot of, uh, a lot of pressure to be good right away. And I, I think he is going to be an upgrade over Bradley Pinion. I think he's going to be what they need at that position. Um, and also the kicker, like there's going to be a battle at kicker. Like a lot of people aren't talking about, uh, you know, Ryan Suckup is getting older. He did struggle with injuries uh, last year. So maybe he's more healthy this year and maybe he can be better as far as the longer range field goals uh, go. But they have this kid, uh, Jose uh, Bergalis out of Miami who they really liked. Um, I know, yeah. And I know I'm probably going to get the, you know, Steve's going to get on me for that pronunciation. I'm sure. But, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. Borg Gallus. Yeah. I hope that's right. I'll hear about it uh, from Steve. I'm sure if I'm wrong, <laughs> but <laughs> God, I hope, I hope so, <laughs> but they're really high on him. Again, a kid out of Miami, they protected him all last year on the practice squad. They didn't want to lose him. So, It'll be interesting to see like if he can make his way as a starter because he's got a hell of a leg. He can make, you know, 50, 60 yarders. And that's something that really as an offense, we kind of didn't have last year. Like if we stopped at a certain amount, like certain distance, we had to go for it or, you know, hit the punt. I mean, I agree with that. And I mean, there's three phases to football. It's not just offense, defense. That's also a big part of your your team, special special teams. Miss kicks can cost you a game. Let's be honest. Like uh, my man Ryan Suckup missed a kick in that Rams game. Mm-hmm. If he makes that, we're in the lead. Yeah, you're, you're preventing them from scoring a field goal, not to get a touchdown to win it. So, ah, uh, that's just one of the parts. So, if your field goal kicking is better, I mean that's points on the board. Punting mm-hmm. game, it's your positioning for your defense. Can you pin them back? Help your defense. Because if you're at home, your home crowd's going to be screaming because they were last year. You can't hear jack shit, and kudos to your defense. So can they pin them inside that 20? This Georgia boy seems like he's pretty damn good at placing the ball where he needs to place it. Let's see. I mean, Bradley Pinion was kicking them out of bounds in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. You can't have that. And I don't care about, oh, this and this. His whole season when he was injured, I, I don't uh, do better in – your 
offseason and preparing for yourself for injuries. He, you don't get hit that often, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Are you getting hurt from? But that's that's an outside source, not seeing it from the inside. I, I'm just being a stickler. We need to get improving, improvements on that special teams. Uh, so hopefully these two guys can improve on that. If anything, there's going to be a monster type of iron sharpens iron and the best cream will rise to the top, and we need that. Um, mm-hmm. And then the return game, let's see who wins it. I mean, you want Darden to win it, but let's see. We still need a better return game as well. But to be honest, our coverage game, I like it. I mean, Britt played lights out. Um, Grant like Stewart. Grant Stewart, mm. great. Hair on fire type of player. Like JTS was playing in there. Did someone else help in that situation? Because JTS could be playing more. Right. Zeb Boyd. So, yep. Gunners, who's in, you're hoping it's Zion McCollum. Right. But, Get more speed on the field. Right. So we'll yeah. see. I mean, there's a whole lot. There's competition everywhere. Look up and down that list. There's so many good players, and there's going to be mm-hmm. so many positions that people are fighting for because this is yeah. a deep playoff team. Let's put it that way. Right. And you look at, like, Logan Ryan and Keanu Neal. Those guys are going to be playing special teams. Like, they're going to be adding uh, to that group. Um, so you're going to have some heat-seeking missiles uh, out there, which is uh, always good to have. And yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward uh, to watching that closely. That's going to be, it's been a it's been a bugaboo of mine over the last oh, yeah. couple of years. Uh, cold sore, if you would say, <laughs> cold sore. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, that's a real Bucks talk uh, uh, code word, um, as we like to say. But yeah, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be something. So anyway, guys, uh, I think we've. Uh, talked about pretty much everything. Obviously, the big news, uh, Keem Hicks, really excited about that. Gronk potentially returning. We feel he's going to be back. Uh, Luke Gideke was signed today. Uh, make sure it got that pronunciation right. Uh, and, yeah, a lot of good things happening. Minicamp starting tomorrow for the Bucks. But big thank you to all who joined us tonight. Appreciate the support. Uh, be sure, give us a like. You know, comment down below what you think. What can we do to improve? Can I be a better host? Can you know? Can Mark improve? Mark Mark does everything well, so he doesn't need improvement. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, we appreciate all of you guys. We're going to get over four thousand subscribers, so that's a big uh, you know milestone for us. We appreciate it. It's all because of you guys. So everyone, have a great night uh, and go Bucks as always. And with that said, until the next one. Go Bucks, y'all.